friends, thanks for being here with me at the local table. I'm Carrie Dirksen, the boss behind Feathered Arrow, a wedding planning and design company based in sunny Los Angeles, California. But don't be fooled, because I'm also a lifestyle photographer, and now, your podcast host. I've been building a business for over five years, and two things that I've learned more than anything is that community is powerful, and that stories truly matter. We all have a story to tell, wisdom to share, and advice to give. And what better way to learn than by sitting around a table with a drink in one hand and community right next to you. So join me on this adventure as I share about life, business insights, advice, and share people's stories of triumphs and failures. So pull up a chair, friend, and grab a drink as we dive into this week's episode of The Local Table. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome to the Feathered Arrow office. <laughs> it's a beautiful little space, but it's Thanks. perfect, you know? Thanks. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, guys, we're back with the podcast. I took a little break over, well, so I launched it in November mm-hmm. and then had like five episodes and then took a break over Christmas. And then I was like, holy crap, it's January. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Breaks are necessary. Yes. So I was like, I'll just come back in February with new episodes. So yeah. um, I thought of you. And so ah. I wanted to have you on here. Well, I'm so excited to be here. Um, so yeah, uh, you can introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, my name is Lorian, Lorian Mayone. Who am I? Um, well, I'm a hairstylist. I've been a hairstylist for about 12 years now. Um, but in life, maybe I've been a hairstylist since I was eight. I've been like just really passionate about hair ever since I was like super little. Yeah. Um, like I was always braiding my mom's hair. Like I would go to get my hair done with a, you know, other hairstylist. And then I'd come and just do it on my mom. Yeah. God bless her. She yeah. always trusted me. But so yeah, so do I you do have ha- photos from like your childhood of like all the hairdos you did. Cause I feel like that'd be really funny. Um, not necessarily that, but I do remember like there's a couple pictures of, of some girlfriends that I would like do their hair for like homecoming yeah. and stuff like that, you know, and I'd be like in the bathroom doing their hair and then I'd be like the last one out the yeah. door. But yeah. Um, as far as like being little and like that stuff. Yeah. No, but oh. that would be cute. That would be really that would cute. Be cute. Yeah. yeah. Do you, look back on the photos you did for your friends and like homecoming and stuff and you're like oh my god oh my god yeah not only that you just always been super talented (laughs) well I I mean talent is great but like you also have to think about like the era the like or the decade you're in in fact it's funny enough I was at home during the holidays Uh and I was like cleaning out stuff mom's like you've been you haven't lived here in 15 years like can you please clean out (laughs) some of the stuff and I was like okay yeah let's do that and I ran into some old pictures of me and my girlfriends like I still have the same girlfriends since high school that live out here oh, I luckily love that. and I was texting them and I the three barrel crimp like right oh on, my gosh just, but yeah. just on top of the hair and nothing else yeah I was like I used to feel so beautiful like Aww. I thought I was so cool and now yeah. I look at the picture and I was just like what were you thinking yeah. But I think that's just the evolving door that's when it true. comes to like But that's trends. cool though that you were like, I used to feel so beautiful oh, because yeah. I'm sure in 10 years we'll look back now and be like, what were we thinking? What was I doing? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Which well now crazy. I look back more and I'm just like, God, I looked good. Yeah. Like, I wish I would have appreciated myself a little bit more um, now that I'm in like my 30s. I'm yeah. like, okay. I love that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Lo and I have known, well, we met. Oh, Wow. 
I don't even six know. Years six ago. years ago? Yeah. We met randomly, I think, at like a church event. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and funny enough for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's right. Yes. Yeah. Funny enough. And I feel like we just kind of started talking and like hit it off. And then we were both talking about starting businesses, I yeah. think, at the time. Mm-hmm. Like you were you were already doing like I was already in the hair world. Hair, yeah. But I was kind of um I do extensions. I've done them for a long time. And I okay. was just having a little bit more of um wanting to have more structure in the sense of extensions are such a lucrative thing to do yeah that there I felt like there needed to be some sort of like give back right. with it so there was a little bit of more of like a um something like a little more structured implement and Im- yeah. implemented in the way right. you know the 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 cost and you know the urn was being distributed yeah and it involved a charity so yeah it was cool yeah that's cool so yeah I mean we met and I feel like we just had coffee one day and we're talking about business yeah. and then yeah, and then it just kind of went from there kind of kept in touch you've done my hair yeah. and I love it when you do my hair I feel like a goddess after I leave yeah I mean Carrie even planned my wedding that never really happened yeah. <laughs> but that's a whole other I podcast yeah, I was like I didn't know if you wanted to bring that up or not I'm like that's a whole other podcast but she's an amazing um planner it would have been oh, a beautiful wedding thanks. if you know I was meant yeah. to walk down the aisle and meet that person there but, but you know you know uh, the next person I'm planning <laughs> <laughs> I'm planning your next wedding, which will be the right guy. And for sure, for sure, you know. We'll go to Italy, okay? Italy, I mean. <laughs> Taking des- me to Italy. We're, going, we're doing destination, for sure. Yeah, um, which will be perfect. Yeah. But, yeah, we've always just kind of kept in touch. And um, I thought it would be great to have you on here and just kind of talk about your journey of working as a hairstylist and you know running a business and kind of you travel a lot and just kind of like what your story has been and the people you've been able to work with and all of that kind of stuff but um I know you shared a little bit about the business that you had started with hair extensions so I mean feel free to kind of like share a little bit more about like so I know you said you started as a at an early age but feel free to share a little bit more about Moving to Los Angeles and like uh, getting into kind of like you know, you can give a little bit of a timeline timeline yeah. of like your career path stuff like that and how you came to like, start the extensions business and yeah yeah and now how we're here at this at this very moment yeah um yeah ever since I was little I just always I was never like an academic kind of person like going to school yeah was never really like exciting for me unless it was social hour mm. you know I thrive everyone loves that I mean PR like at yeah. the age of six I was like yeah. winning at PR you I know? love that but I just yeah academics was really never something that like I felt comfortable with I don't know necessarily it was like the the environment I was in but right I just never really truly excelled in it in fact I was not my, my report cards were nothing to write home about um <laughs> But I just always loved, like, the arts. I always loved hair. I used to tell my mom, oh, my Pretty Woman was, like, my ultimate favorite. Oh, like, I love that But she drops that hair and it cascades yeah. down. I was just like, Mom, I'm moving to Hollywood and I'm doing Jolly, J- Julia Roberts' hair. Yeah. And it was just always, like, what I just always fascinated by it. I remember sitting in, like, all my classes and just, like, whoever was sitting in front of me, I was just thinking up of, like, what I wanted to do to their hair. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I was... Always trying to change my hair color and stuff, going to my hairstylist, and then bless my mother would like allow me to like, <laughs> and I think I would just hack at her hair, yeah, you know, yeah. And like now that I actually know like 
the fundamentals of doing right. hair. Like I can see kind of where the creative aspect and the free yeah. hand of that comes. Um, but yeah, it's just always kind of been something that I've been felt really called to. And funny enough, because I love people so much and conversations. Yeah. I, mean, I when you said podcast, I said what like come hang out with my friend and talk. <laughs> You're like Sign sure. Um, I love that you like said yes before I even really told you what we were going to talk about. You're like sure, why not? I mean, and I was like that's like, amazing. What, it's like a conversation. Yeah. You know? and I think I mean that's awesome. So, and I love that I get to like literally have people sit in my chair all day. Yeah. And we just talk life. Mm-hmm. And I think that actually a lot of the the people that have sat in my chair throughout the 12 years of me doing hair have impacted me so much, their stories. And, you know, I still have two or three clients that I do when I go back home to Las Vegas. Yeah. Where it's where I grew up. And um, they used to come to the beauty school for me to do their hair. Oh, you my know? gosh. So that's so awesome. What I love about it, too, it's such a relational thing yeah. as well. Just not, you know, where you're expressing your creativity on someone's head. Right. It's actual, like... That relationship. You probably hear a lot of like personal things about people that you maybe don't ask for, but (laughs) people feel. I feel like with your hairstylist, you're just kind of like, here's everything about my day and what's going on in my life. Yeah, I mean, but luckily, I like I'm an open book, yeah, and I love things. But yeah, you hear everything, you know, from like just personal growth to Mm -hmm. struggles to marriage struggles to like, you know, I I feel so lucky that I've gotten to do so many of my clients weddings and just like from the moment they met their dude to like Mm. or even to remembering when they were just like on that struggle of single life yeah and now like how their lives have really like played out and stuff it's like it's cool you know the intimacy and the conversations and what they trust you with is just really cool you're there for like a lot of big it's like being a therapist you know like yeah without yeah. Really having the credibility of being like giving them the advice that I'm right. soliciting, but <laughs> you're like, well, if I've learned anything over the past twelve years, well, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just like that human experience where you're just interchanging like your lives. It's yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. and I feel like for me, I'm like when I'm in the chair, you kind of feel a little vulnerable too because you're like your hair you don't look great and so you're kind of, for me I'm always like oh my gosh like you know when your hair is just like wet and it's kind of like plastered to your face and you're like yep this is this is great and yeah you, you know that dog just, like wet dog yeah and you're like just, just like, make me look beautiful yeah. at the end of this and you're also staring at yourself in the mirror yeah. for depending how long your process yeah. is you know which can be very vulnerable yeah yeah for sure, for sure. but at the end I always hope the you leave feeling beautiful, you know, it's yeah. a process. It's yeah. kind of like life, you know, yeah. it's a process. And I love that you kind of mentioned it as, um, like a creative process too, mm-hmm. which I think years and years ago, like when I was growing up, I never really thought of it like that. It was just like, Oh, that's so easy. Like they just need to cut my hair and you know, we're done. Yeah. Um, but I think after I started coloring my hair and like once you have a bad like job on your hair, you know, you know who to go to. And I feel like you don't want to ruin your hair. Right. So it's like yeah. when you have one bad dye job, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. You're like <laughs> this person does not know what they're doing. <laughs> and it's like and then you have the repercussions of it. Yeah. And, and like all of all the ways. Yeah. You know? but, but it's like I think the more I've gotten to know you and just your creative process and the work that you've done too it's been really cool to see 
like how talented you are and like how good you like make people feel at the end of the day leaving too and it's not something super simple you know you know just to like really get into like you know I could really sit here and talk about like the journey of of my career and where I've gotten Mm -hmm. and what I've done and I could just really get down to like the heart of it I think one thing that I've really learned with doing my clients is that it's just not about making their hair look mm-hmm. good. It really is like the package deal, you know? Yeah. And I think that if you really are listening to your client, like you can do a consult. Someone mm-hmm. can sit down, they can show you a picture and they can say like, this is what I want. But it's kind of this really interesting position after all these years of of doing hair where I'm like, you know, I get to be a creative and feed that part of my soul. But at the same time, I have to like deliver something. It's like someone walking around with your yeah. your like canvas, you yeah. know, this art piece mm-hmm. on their head. But at the same time, it's also like making that person feel good right. and like them love what you did. So right. this is kind of like are we a service provider or are we an artist and yeah. kind of balancing those the together? Both. Right. And sometimes there's been parts of me that have sacrificed the artist in me for the service. Right. And I've sacrificed the service for the artist in me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of when you meet both of those together that you really do deliver a harmonious thing for your client. Yeah. You know, and I, a lot of it is 100% removing the ego. Right. Which... That's such a beautiful way of saying that. I never I mean, thought about that. <laughs> Let me tell you, girl, I've yeah. taken some hits. So I'm sure. It's just, it, yeah, I think that that's kind of like the the really beautiful part of our industry, but also speaking as a stylist, and I know there's a lot of peers of mine that we have this conversation, it can be very draining and exhausting because you're like yeah. having to, you know, kind of satisfy both ends right so it's this it's like what you want to do and know is best but also pleasing them of like what they're wanting yeah, yeah. and also yeah. having them like really leave feeling uplifted yeah and I also think that that also has to do just with the experience within the hour sure. in your chair mm-hmm. you know like from the type of day I'm having yep really does reflect on how I the experience my client's gonna yeah. have in my chair you know so yeah. Like, if you're in a bad mood and just chopping away at someone's <laughs> hair. I mean, you know, I really, I have to be honest with you, I really try not to be in a mad mood. Yeah. It's very, and it's it's also um, an energetic exchange. Yeah, you know? for sure. So it's even if you're in a, in a if even though you're really happy to see the client or it's mm-hmm. a client you feel super comfortable with, if there's just like, you're having those days where, you know, if I was sitting at a desk and I just wasn't being an artist but I had to you know deliver right emails or or just there isn't that that pep or that right there's just you know what a bad day looks like yeah oh for sure you know (laughs) or you just mess up on an order of something or whatever like there's but the the hard part is is that then that person is the one that's gonna experience it and possibly wear it on their head. Yeah. Yep. Which so, we don't want. <laughs> yeah. Which you don't want. So it is a lot of checking your moods at the door. Like I can't afford to be in a bad mood. Right. For my client. Right. You know. For sure. It's just not. 
I really, really try not to. Yeah. Do yeah. No, that's, I think that's super important. Um, so I, did we, I don't know, were you talking about, so like when you came to LA, oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like we, it's okay. I know, we're like just, you know, it's just, it's fine. It's just all over the place. So came to LA and uh-huh. like what, and it can be like super brief, but like yeah. what was that kind of like synopsis? So of, when I moved to Los Angeles was, oh gosh, <clears throat> about, has it been 10 or nine years? Either or. Um, basically decade, I guess. Yeah. You could say. Um, I had already been doing hair for three years. So, yeah. Maybe I've been doing hair for 13. Gosh, I don't know. You just lose track. Mm-hmm. It's like... Yeah. Um, and I had already been doing hair. And I actually was working for a stylist um, named Ken Pavis, which he's really well known for, you know, looks on like... Um, uh, I was going to call her Jessica Lopez. Um, <laughs> J-Lo. And uh, Jessica Maybe Simpson, there will be a Jessica you know, Lopez someday. I mean, <laughs> prophecies over here. God only knows. Exactly. Um, no, but yeah, like Jessica Simpson to even Longoria, J-Lo. Um, okay. Very talented yeah. uh, man. And I started working for him actually in a salon in Las Vegas, where is where okay. I grew up. Um, and I had actually recently just moved back to Las Vegas from being in San Diego for two years. Okay. Where I was a full-on hairstylist. There. Yeah. Like, I was taking my own clientele, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I started working from in the Las Vegas salon with every intention of getting my ass to Los Angeles. Yeah. In fact, his manager of the salon in, in Los Angeles would come and she's actually who hired me like you had to do a full-on audi- audition you had to bring in your models oh nice PCT, yeah PCT. and I um actually when I auditioned I was only an extension and color specialist I didn't cut okay and um they offered me the position yeah and I worked there for about six to eight months when I heard that um, there was a little bit of a change shift happening in the Los Angeles salon, which I just was like, this could be my moment. Yeah. So this I This is where I yeah. shine. This, I'm like, this is the, you know, that moment yeah. where you're just like. Like this is an opportunity. And everything you've been working for. Yeah. You know, you see it and you're just going to. And I, I really believe in just asking, like. Yeah. What do you have to lose? Yeah. I mean. I know. I think about that all the time of just in business things in general it's like you just need to like ask people or mm-hmm. like even just kind of sharing about what you do and yeah. it's like what's the worst they're gonna say like no thanks no. I'm not interested and you're exactly where you were yeah you know but yeah. maybe like at least you put that energy out there mm-hmm. so I yeah I, I went into her name was Kelly LaPointe like I really there's a couple shining stars you know those people in your life that you're like you were the yeah. one that opened that door for me you yeah know? Pivotal moments in life. Yeah. You know, pivotal humans. And I really see her as one for me. And um, I just said, I want to be in L.A. And she said, you know, if you're going to go to L.A., like, we're not compartmentalized there. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a clientele. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me. She was, are you willing to assist? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so before you knew it, I was um, moving to Los Angeles I moved down in Koreatown. Okay. Um, you know, where a girl could afford a yep, studio. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, the first week, my girlfriend, my childhood best friend, Brittany Funk, she came and visited me, which now she lives in Los Angeles as well. 
And we're sitting in my blow-up mattress, just like, you know. Love it. We, I think it. everyone that moves to LA, like, sleeps on a blow-up mattress for a while. You have to. You have to. I think and, I slept on one for, like, six months because I didn't know if I was going to stay here or not <laughs> during an internship. You know, and I was like, there's no point in buying a bed because, because I don't know. <laughs> and also, it's like you're, like, one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. Because you're just, like, you just hear, like, LA will, like spit you out yeah so funny enough thank god i had a blow mattress guys because <laughs> we're sitting there and there's a bed crawling on my butt my, oh. uh, on my bed and Brittany goes haha is that a bed bug and i was like girl that's a rhyme that doesn't exist and she looked at me and she goes oh no they exist <laughs> that's a rhyme <laughs> like, or is that what is yeah it yeah it's like, no, yeah. like you know childhood. <laughs> yeah and um i was like what and we googled it and it was its cousin. Like, it was literally full oh, on a bed bug. And gosh. so, I, I mean, panic mode, thank God I had very little of my things. And um, I remember waking up and I started getting bites. So it was like not just this one bed bug. Right. Mind you, there was no other furniture in this apartment, really. That's so, crazy. And before you knew it, I became Aaron Brockovich and I started knocking <laughs> on all the doors. All the doors. You're great. My Aaron neighbors and everything. Yeah. And I felt heartbroken. The guy underneath me um, was just literally like bites on top of bites. Long story short, guys, I end up having like, a, like I had to move. Like yeah. I had to move, you know, and I was, and in that same month, I remember having to move. When you move to Los Angeles, guys, just prepare yourself to at least have a fund for all the tickets you're going to get. Yep. Parking oh my tickets. Gosh. It's like yeah. you learn. That first month, you just learn. Yep. You know? I think and, I got a parking ticket like two days into being here because I didn't know street sweeping was a thing. Like yes. that's not a thing where I grew up. Or there's just like that overgrown bush yeah. that like hides the thing. The seven signs like, posted. And you, up, and you pull up and you're like, ooh, yeah, I got that spot. Oh, no, you didn't. No, no, you no didn't. it's not that easy. It's not, it's not that easy. So yeah, that first month was hell, but um, it was just kind of like, I feel like LA was like, are you, do, yeah. you, do you have the like skin to be yeah. here? Yeah. And uh, here we are, you know, I think 10 years later, (laughs) yeah, we made it through. So yeah, so I started working at the salon and um, I assisted for about a year and a half there. And it was really, I think it's like very important in a career to realize, you know, you don't get there like everybody else. Right. You know, your story doesn't have to be the same. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a lot of of I think stepping back and realizing like there's always more to learn Mm -hmm. and I would never really have enjoyed cutting but I think in that process I I really especially with one of my mentors um she really helped me understand cutting in a way that I don't know if I ever would have had the opportunity to step into yeah that type of assisting program that at this point in my career, I would realize that I didn't have to be so afraid of cutting. You yeah. know, it was almost like I was avoiding it. And right. So, yeah, I think that that year and a half of assisting and I got to, you know, do a lot of things with Ken and and a lot of just seasoned stylists. I mean, yeah. I, there was moments where I was like, I can't believe that I'm literally assisting the woman that people bring in. At that point, we didn't have Instagram, so... It was that magazine That's crazy cover. To think about. Yeah, I know, I know. It's <laughs> really nuts. But like, you would bring in like a magazine that you saw, and you were like Ashley Simpson, or like, yeah, you know, Megan Fox, and you're yeah. like, 
I want this color. Right. And I was like literally assisting the woman that was creating those looks. Yeah. So it was like very, it was cool. You know, it was a moment where it's just like this, it was almost an education that like. But like I, I've always told people and like I went to college and I valued it a lot, but I like the one thing I really valued most was like an internship like Mm -hmm. during college and post like we had to take an internship before we could graduate and I learned so much more in that than I felt like I did in like three four years and I just think hands-on learning experience is like the most important thing for growth because you can't learn that from like a textbook you know it's like you have to practice and practice and practice and see it happening like visually Mm -hmm. you know like I really believe like education is really important like you know I'm not gonna ever knock down like a a building like a school or something right totally but I really do feel like the real lessons are going out and doing them yeah Mm -hmm. it's a priceless thing to like to see somebody do something or to just the lesson of doing it and like doing it wrong and seeing how you could have done it Mm -hmm. differently I think that it's really really valuable and I think that that really I think I'm the most grateful for that that I was able to just realize hey I've been in the game for this long Mm -hmm. you know and a lot of people would have been like I don't I left a whole clientele um yeah you know and I I'm so grateful for it because I I think it really and it also makes you have really thick skin you know like when you're working at that level with that mm-hmm. level of people, you know, it's it's high stress on them. It's different. It's a lot yeah. on their shoulders as right. well. So the environment, you know, can be a little thick at times. Right. You know, so I think it just also really makes you show up mm-hmm. and um, want to do your best for yeah. them to elevate what they're doing. Yeah. So I think there, that even taught me a lot yeah. you know how how to show up to be able to really actually take care of the clients that in the mm-hmm. future I was going to end up having the right you know the opportunity to work with yeah that I just don't think that I would have been able to handle it or do it in the way that I did without those mm-hmm. without that time so yeah I did a year and a half of assisting there and then when I got on the floor I I had I I was in a five-year relationship where um, it kind of just ended very... I think it was just... It was many things. Again, mm-hmm. other podcast. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> we'll bring her back for <laughs> another one of those. Um, but there was a moment where I think I was just really moving forward in my career. Yeah. Also wanting more. And actually the woman that taught me how to cut hair, she was this amazing stylist mm-hmm. um, as... as far as like a seasoned stylist and quaffing hair and stuff and she would always talk about her experience going to um alexander de perry which is this you probably um have seen many of his looks on yeah. like grace kelly breakfast okay. at tiffany's he's known for his xinyongs he's okay. like created the the french twist you know oh, okay and um she would talk about her time studying in paris doing yeah. this and i just always thought i was just like literally stars in my eyes when she'd yeah. talk about it and I just remember having this like really not, you know, what breakup is great, let's be honest, but yeah, <laughs> um, just the layers of myself that I just, I had never been out of the country, mm. Paris just, and that type of styling just always called to me and I, and I just got up and went, 
Yeah. You know, and I and I went and I studied there and um it was I didn't all, know that. Yeah. That's so cool. Yep, yep, a little, a little, yeah. yeah. I also tried to take French classes okay. for it. Um wow. That didn't work out. <laughs> You're like that didn't go so well. <laughs> I mean, it didn't go so well. I ended up having to hire a translator, which was great. But yeah, so I went and I studied there and it was really I think fundamental mm-hmm. for me. Also just to kind of see the history of hair. Yeah. You know, that and how it kind of works differently in even other countries, you know? Yeah. Like, and just like I'm sure that's fascinating, like culturally and like Yeah, from even products to yeah. how they start to finish. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, even I I'm such a fan of of anything French. Like yeah. big fan, but it's like if you look at their culinary, it's just their mm. food. It's like mm-hmm. You know, every great, like, a chef would tell you, like, French food is, like, you got to know. So, yeah. I don't know. I just really felt like the French really <laughs> have it down. They got me. <laughs> they, they got me. And, like, the styling. And I think it was a really, it was just one of those other big moments in my career where I, and I remember literally coming home in February. I, I went the month of February and I came back and it was Oscars. And I got to style for the Oscars. And I just had such a confidence in myself yeah. because I had you know learned how to just like like even the dexterity mm-hmm. you know that they t- there's a sense of confidence when you have that knowledge you know I was gonna say you even like moving to LA and like assisting mm-hmm. even though for you it was like maybe a st- I don't know if you felt like it was like a step down but it's like it instilled this confidence in you to like learn all these new things yeah. and like be humble I think in a sense too of like no I I'm gonna assist because I know what I want is greater than like where I'm currently at and so it's like even just having that confidence is huge because you're like I've learned this and I know what I'm what I'm doing you know and it's even funny saying that because even you know I have assistants now and there's moments where you're teaching them something or they're asking you a question and even their brains are like so just like on this overdrive that they're asking you yeah. questions and it's almost like they keep me on my toes yeah you know so there's this exchange That's that cool. I don't think like one is less lesser than the other right and in fact I feel like you know the assistant elevates me just as yeah. much as I know that in the few without you know for sure so it's this very cool cool thing that I think yeah it's like you think it's so humbling to step down in that mm-hmm. aspect and in a lot of ways the world would probably see it that yeah. way but the lessons and that you just learn are just really really priceless yeah yeah that I think is one of you know in the moment mm-hmm. you never think like ugh, this feel this is but now that I'm so I'm able to almost look at a bird's eye experience of it all yeah you really just see how everything really unfolds yeah and how every everything really truly does have its moment and its purpose so which can be hard to see when you're in the thick of it but it's cool to be like I mean being an assistant is no joke yeah I mean there was days where I I don't I didn't know like the 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 sound of your voice sounds like nails on a chalkboard, yeah. you know, because you're just like everybody needs you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's one of those life experiences that you're like, wow, without that, I really wouldn't have been able to. Yeah, and I think that's so important too. Of just you know, it 
can take one person to change your life or your career or open up a door for you and give you like an opportunity or an experience that mm-hmm. <clears throat> that like builds on your career. Yeah, and we you and know? I think that we don't even notice that that we are those things for each other. Yeah. You know, it's like we are revolving mm-hmm. and so we're revolving doors are just constantly going and you know what you've you're building and yeah. what you're doing is going to mm-hmm. give those opportunities yeah. to other people. For sure. And, um yeah, so yeah. very grateful for that space too. That salon was really big. Um it was a home. Yeah. I was there for 9 years. Oh wow. No. Wait. Gosh, I really I was I, like, wait I'm a minute. Like, How long have you been in kinda, LA? Okay, I moved to LA. I let's get the let's get the timeline right here, guys. I moved to LA in two thousand and eight. Yeah, so Okay. That puts us all so I know is that the, longer, yeah. Because yeah. so, I was like, I'm I remember going to you that at that salon mm-hmm. I think back in I was, 2012 let's, maybe let's call it what it is I'm 20 I'm, I moved out here when I was 23 and I'm yeah. about to be 24 or 34 <laughs> wow it's okay as she I, is totally fine as I said in the very beginning of this academics is not my strong suit <laughs> I mean I just I'm about to be 24 it's crazy yeah this um, year has flown by. Uh, yeah, it's just so flown by. All these Packed things. a lot in. No, I'm about to be 34, so yeah. Yeah, so okay. That, that's about, there There you go, guys. Yeah. There you go. Um. So I know you were there when we met, and then you started the, like, extension business mm-hmm. and did that and kind of had, like, a give back aspect to it. Yeah. How long did you have that business? Because I know you still do extensions, yes. but it's not that specific business that business was actually a partnership with um a co-worker of mine that we were kind of part we were business partners we'd actually uh, team up with extensions for uh, we actually assisted together and every she actually also went with me to paris to study um yeah, we did that for maybe about a good three years. Okay. And essentially, it was called Olive and Lavinia. So we were already doing extensions, and I just, there was just a, you know, extensions aren't cheap. Anybody that gets them yeah. are going to tell you it's an investment. Yeah. There's many layers of why it's not cheap, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is because it's human hair. Yeah. And obviously, when you're sourcing that, it's coming from many different places. Right. Again, that's a whole other podcast in itself. <laughs> But, we have a lot of upcoming episodes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be a regular, guys. Stay tuned. But um, they actually, you know, there was just a sense of like they're spending so much money on it. Yeah. And um, just kind of wanting to give back. So we actually ended up contacting, there was actually five, I believe, uh, charities that me and Alexis was her name. We felt passionate about. One was Alzheimer's. We both had, um, you know, a bond to that yeah. from life experience. Mm-hmm. One was AIDS, which we actually both also had um, a bond with. Mm-hmm. And then we had, um, I actually at that time in my life was heavily um, intertwined with human trafficking. Okay. And I mean, being an advocate for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, to be clear, she wasn't in it herself <laughs> yeah like I wasn't yeah anyways yes I wasn't but I I um, supporting those supporting out, doing yeah, the work yes <laughs> one was saving innocence which actually yeah. focuses on the youth mm-hmm. and the other one was Mary Magdalene which is now known as journey out and they okay. actually what I love about them is they focus on 18 and older because you know people may not know this but about 80 percent of you know prostitution and um, human trafficking is actually fostered 
children. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's, that's crazy. So after, you know, you turn 18, the foster system kind yeah. of no longer really is a part of your life. So it's just more about, um, they just concentrate more on the adult yeah, aspect so, of it, which such is such important work. Super, yeah. super rad. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, I love that. so we, and we would just, you know, give a fixed percentage that we would okay. give to okay. them and uh, the clients. We had a, this really beautifully done book actually. And they, they would choose the charity yeah, every time. Yeah, I, I remember looking mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. And then the last one we did was Generosity Water, actually. Okay. Yeah. Which is actually, you could go to Air One and see their water. They, yeah. they help give clean water, which actually is a pretty cool story um, with that because one of my clients that I would do was actually Megan Trainer, mm-hmm. And she was a client of ours for many years. Yeah. And she... She got to choose all of them several times. Let's put it that way. That's cool. But one she knew that I really loved was Generosity Water. And actually one year for Christmas, she bought a well um, and dedicated it in my name. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's actually funny enough in Peru. Are you going to be able to go there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, I'm planning on going to Peru. That is so funny. Um, I'm going to Peru in um, May. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, so it's just, That's it kind of awesome. also shows a little bit. I brought that up more than anything. It's, there was a purpose to us obviously wanting to give back. Right. And this person that was just such a part of, you know, a source of my not only creative outlet, but, yeah. you know, Megan was a big part of our business. Yeah. That she really saw the, you know, the bigger, the bigger part that right. she, she went and bought a well yeah and I think that's cool too because not that she's probably not giving throughout the year to other charities but that you provided her with this opportunity of something she probably gets done on the well daily weekly whatever Uh like you know yeah extensions Mm -hmm. changing hair color whatever it is and it's like you provided this opportunity for someone who has the money to Uh do it and it's like yeah. And you know, sometimes it's an easier thing for people where they're like, oh, yeah, of course. You mm-hmm. know, instead of them seeking it out, it was like this opportunity. Yeah. And she, she was, was so excited about her. it. And she actually ended up doing, she was, I mean, she, Megan's just a really uh, incredible human being as is, but she actually also did a, um, where basically we pumped it out to her fans mm-hmm. and they, whoever donated, got mm-hmm. put kind of in a lottery. Okay. And um, got to actually come to the salon and spend the day with Megan. And oh, um, me and her cool. makeup artist glammed this yeah. this um, person. And it was a really cool day. So it kind of involved her in it and, you know, yeah. opened her eyes to something really cool. And, I mean, she's just a giving person yeah. on her own. So it yeah. just kind of all all just kind of came together so it's cool to be able to do that in your business so I know we talked a little bit before we started recording Mm -hmm. obviously in the past we have that you worked for Megan for a couple years right yeah what what do you feel like you learned from that experience because you don't do it anymore I don't know if she's like is she still a client of yours you know she's not but um you know Megan's Megan's life is a whole other a whole other beast in yeah. like a really cool way um but we still we're still in contact our mm-hmm. circle still like very tight yeah. I got to go to her and Daryl's wedding which okay. was really beautiful but yeah no I don't I don't have her in my chair anymore okay. but um you know that whole experience is also one of those that you get to step back and like really just look at the grander picture and say mm-hmm. wow yeah like that was really cool 
but anything really great has its has its things right like Mm -hmm. any any blessing has its battle yeah and I um you know getting to travel with her and just the opportunities that her success um and the ride that she got to take not just me but many others and is still continuing to do so is really really cool you know but with that comes a lot it's a lot um and at the same time I was traveling so much with her I was still maintaining my chair yeah so when I wasn't with Megan I was still pretty much like for people here yeah I wasn't full-time behind the chair obviously I couldn't because there was times where I think for three weeks at a time we were like on a press tour around the world and I but I would land and I would be full-time at the chair behind the chair Uh I also was like look back at that and I was just like I don't know what I was taking like (laughs) but it was like yeah I think I really gave I'm a big acupuncture person and I gave out on my adrenaline glands yeah yeah but um that's a whole thing and um, another podcast for later. <laughs> another podcast guys let's just got all these topics she really wants to share with um, you guys but yeah and it it was this really cool you know first of all her makeup artist is one of my closest yeah friends, if yeah not, you know one of my best friends and to get to travel with her and do that was just really really cool but um I think you know your whole life you you proclaim something to your mother like oh I'm gonna move to Los Angeles and do Julia yeah. Roberts hair which by the way was, I've never done Julia I was gonna Roberts. ask that earlier have I've you never done, done her Julia hair <laughs> and I think through the process of doing other you know well-known people I realized everyone's human mm-hmm. and I say that really with a lot of grace and the pressure of where they're at and stuff sometimes like I have a bad day and like I'm just Lorian Mayone you know yeah. so I just realized for myself I just always want Julia to be Vivian and mm. nothing else but I think I really came close because I did get to do Emma Roberts hair at one okay. point so you know relation. so do you are you like I'm good I don't want to do her hair anymore yeah. like you want to keep Vivian in your mind yeah, I think Vivian is is my um yeah I just want to keep that I mean if I ever saw her obviously like, yeah. that'd be amazing but yeah yeah I don't I don't think that I funny enough I don't think that my you know, I again, I used to dream like that. I used to be like, right. I want to move to Hollywood and do right. Julia Roberts' mom. And I think it was just really cool that I got to do experience, you know, not Julia Roberts, but this other person that, like, yeah. the world gets to see on a, like, platform. Yeah. And um, that just came with so many blessings. But I think that sometimes we have dreams and we live them out and they give us so much, but our dreams change yeah. in that process. 100%. And the the mm-hmm. real success for me in that is like a lot of people will ask me, oh my gosh, you're so successful. You, you've gotten to do all these things. And um, I really think like the most successful part f- for me in what I've done is kind of just the, the relationships I've maintained. Yeah. You know, the people that I've gone to meet. And, you know, even with Megan and I not working together anymore, that was a whole process in mm-hmm. myself. Again, other podcasts. Right. <laughs> but, you know, when you know in your heart that you may not belong there anymore or you're feeling a shift with yourself, even artistically, especially as a hairstylist, I don't think that when – if you're evolving, the, your client's evolving. So for there to be an expectation of being able to always meet that isn't right. real. And 
there's so many talented hairstylists out there mm-hmm. to provide that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether you choose to be s- step down or somebody comes in and takes your, your place, there's still a process in that, you know, your ego yeah. um, is a huge one. I, I mean, I fully met my ego. Yeah. And it was a very hard year. Yeah. You know, and like while you were with Megan, because you were learning a lot about yourself. Yeah. And when I, you know, when you, I think when you're in the, that kind of like position, there's a lot of layers to it where it's, it's what's real versus what's mm-hmm. not. And I think that when you're starting to realize like, you know what, this has been, an, this is amazing, but I'm ready to step away from it. And you don't because of the fear of, mm-hmm. if I step away from this, like, what are other people going to think? Like, how could you step away from something so amazing? Right. Or, you know, until literally the universe does it for you, which mm-hmm. happened for me. Mm-hmm. And then you have to deal with the, oh, like, the I wasn't wanted or the, you know, mm-hmm. all those things, which are all really just conversations we're having with ourselves. Yeah. You know, it's not anything 100%. That, Megan ever did I mean me and Megan are super cool yeah but it's it's the stories we're telling ourselves yeah, or of like what other people are saying if or, I'm not doing this anymore is that not going to make me right, successful right and the craziest part is I'm in a place in my career now where I still get to travel um I actually go to New York every nine weeks and I take clients there yeah I mean you were just gone two days ago <laughs> and I actually I texted her yesterday and was like are we still on for today? Because <laughs> I think you're in New York right now. <laughs> yeah, like I'm landing at She's 1 a.m. Like, yeah, I'll totally be there. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's still, there's opportunity. The universe yeah. is really not withholding. And mm-hmm. I think that um, it just looks different, yeah. you know. And I think, actually one thing me and, and my uh, girlfriend that I traveled to New York with, we were actually having this conversation. And I think it's the more you begin to trust your own success, the more confident you become to like create it the way it means to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And for me, it's like I have more time, more time to come do this yeah. kind of stuff with friends. Yeah. Um, that feeds you mm-hmm. and um, still get to do really cool things like travel. And still have like a full list of clients and yeah. things that fill your soul yeah yeah you know and I really love the day-to-day mm-hmm. of getting to have different people sit in my chair yeah and it not be like the same same thing, thing over and over over and over again yeah um and I think it was just like learning that for myself mm-hmm. you know so I think really in any business you do I mean I know I'm a hairstylist but it's like to think that you're you know, you want to be a doctor, you want to be a nurse, you want to, you want to own your own business, you want to do these, it evolves. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's a, we can really beat ourselves up when it doesn't feel natural anymore. And then I think sometimes we have to ask ourselves, why doesn't this feel natural anymore? Right. And it's kind of going back to like the roots of what even gave you that passion yeah you know what is making you happy yeah and for me was like the people and spending mm-hmm. time with the people but if you're traveling you know at gosh more than half the calendar year right and then you know you're trying to add personal life and then another business yeah to it 
you're going to burn out, Mm -hmm. you know? So does success look like running 100 miles per hour or does success look like just enjoying it? Yeah, because I think, and this is a conversation I feel like has been happening a lot amongst entrepreneurs in general of this wearing this badge that being busy is equal to being successful Mm. or you know like whenever you talk to a friend if they're like oh I've just been so busy you think I think the majority of us are like man they must be like doing really well because their schedule is like you know what I mean always packed and they're running from this and that and it doesn't always mean that you're successful you know it just and I think it also depends on what like we were talking before we started recording of what does success really mean to you individually? Mm-hmm. Because mine looks different than yours. Yeah. And, you know, even for people that, you know, if you would have stayed working for Megan and running at that speed yeah. for some people, that might've been like, that is what success is 100%. for them. And for you, you were like, I want more time with friends and traveling. And you were dating someone at the time. It's like, that's a yeah. really hard thing yeah. to, to balance, you know? And I think that you kind of just hit, hit the nail. I think it's different for everybody. And I think like the world, and I think there's so many reasons why between social media to media itself to propaganda mm-hmm. to, I mean, the list goes on truly. The worldly standards are like screaming at us of what success is. Yeah. And when you're going that fast and that like just go 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 the only thing that catches your attention is something that's screaming Mm -hmm. you're not gonna not hear like the low whispers yeah and and I think that it takes that moment of like slowing down and just like really reevaluating and Mm -hmm. by the way it's excuse my French fucking uncomfortable (laughs) it's totally welcome here (laughs) (laughs) um that you really start to like meet what success is and it's funny my mom always says to me what are you working for like Mm -hmm. the journey is the journey Mm -hmm. she's like you're gonna get to you did it you get to point b and you're still like i'm that person that i'm like you're constantly wanting more and more and more yeah she's like when are you gonna enjoy it she used to tell me Mm -hmm. when are you gonna like enjoy it you know and um i think that yeah it's Success is your own definition of it, mm-hmm. realistically. Yeah. You know, I yeah. look at my girlfriends that are mothers mm-hmm. and, um, you know, stay at home moms. Yeah. And they, we have these really fun conversations, specifically one of my girlfriends, Danielle, bless her heart. Um, she has an eight year old and a six year old, and then found out she was pregnant with twins. Surprise. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> and her world is just so different than mine. Yeah. And she, like, looks at my life and it's just like, oh, my gosh, Lo. Like, there's such a desire for that, right? Yeah. And then I look at her life and I'm, like, her home. And it's like, you're such a success. You have a successful home life. You yeah. Know? Like, I'm not mm-hmm. married, recently divorced. And right. my life looks so different. And I, you know, she, and as a woman, she's like, I want to, there's things she wants to do and fulfill mm-hmm. and stuff like that because mm-hmm. there's that part of fulfilling yourself. Yeah. And I just think that we're all just on this hamster wheel sometimes just trying to f- fulfill ourselves. Yeah. It's like, I guess it's that grass is always greener on, on the, the other, other side, side you know? until you have to mow it. Yeah. 
hundred percent. I always love that. <laughs> Until you're like, Until oh. you're over there pushing and, the <laughs> Yeah, you know, and but and I it's so funny because here I am like, you know, uh doing my thing and mm-hmm. then I have my girlfriend saying these things to me and I look at them and yeah. I'm like, they're successful. Right. You know? Yeah. So I think sometimes it's just what we look at ourselves and like the things we tell ourselves that, you know, we need to get to point A, point B, and point C to actually really be successful. Yeah. And I just don't Well, see and I that. think too, like you kind of said with social media and everything, there's so much coming at us information on a daily basis that mm-hmm. it's, it's super overwhelming. And I think we, as much as we don't want to, and as much as I try even not to, but I'm 100% guilty of this every day, like we're constantly comparing our lives to oh, yeah. what everyone else is doing. Oh, yeah. You know, comparison game. And I'm like, oh, like even I saw, I was like, oh, she's going to New York. How fun. You know, and you were like, I was there for 20, whatever, 24, 48 hours. And and I'm not going to sit here and not. Agreed. When people, when people say that, actually, it's really funny because there's like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it is great, but it was also exhausting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. A trip Um, across the country is like, you know what I mean? A quick turnaround. Yeah. It's exhausting. And it comes with stresses to be able to do things Mm -hmm. like that. Someone always like told me, um, I heard once like, you know, everyone wants to sit in first class, but they don't want to pay the price, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, sometimes <laughs> like, first class is nice. <laughs> first class is nice, but yeah. coach is lovely too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It I'm is. Like, it know, totally you, is. You looked at me like, um, yeah, I don't sure know. Being no, being Gret with met with us. Uh, only sat in first class once, and it was glorious. Yeah, and then you're just like, you get that. I passed on the hot towel, and my brother was like, "Why would you pass on the hot, hot towel?" towel. I was like, "What do you do with it?" And you just like wipe your hands. You yeah. know what I mean. And, and we're like, and then we're on the back of the yeah, know, without everyone coughing. Exactly. It's great. But yeah, I just really, you know, to put it back into like a business back to the business aspect of yeah. it I'm actually a, a really strong believer that I don't I don't know how I think if you're not balanced in life mm-hmm. you can be super successful in your job but I actually think that there's there, there becomes a lack of something right there you yeah. know and I get that there's stages in someone's life that you have to give more to your business because it's like a baby being like, you know, mm-hmm. grown and, mm-hmm. and in that aspect. Yeah. But I, I really truly do believe that it's all kind of a harmonious balance of everything that, by the way, I'm sitting here talking about it and I haven't fully or maybe ever get there, but I feel like a better hairstylist when I'm mm-hmm. I'm just more rested. Yeah. Or I of course. have experienced things that get to add Mm-hmm. conversation to my chair yeah things like that and I just feel that a lot of the time we just see let's be honest dollar signs we yep. see like something so big so yep. huge yep that it's it's really big you know and um I think and I think sometimes too like I I'm a I'm very much like an achiever and on the go constantly and I've been truthfully really like tired and burnt out and mm-hmm. in a really hard season of business right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really stressful and I'm trying to figure out how to not let that be the only thing that affects my life. And I was reading something the other day and someone was talking about being successful and, and having balance in your life looks more than just career and money mm-hmm. is, are you spiritually healthy? Are you fin- financially healthy? 
Um, and that doesn't mean just having a lot of money. It's like, are you, you know, comfortable in sitting with finances and talking about having a budget and being, you Mm -hmm. know, strict with it? Or are you healthy in your relationships? Are you healthy mentally? You know, taking all of these categories into an account and like, you're not going to be balanced on them all the time, but it's figuring out how to work on all of those areas and it's not just about like our life isn't just about our careers and like how much money we're making no. it's about all of these other things and relation like you said like I think the most important thing for you you were like it's these relationships that I get to have with these people and work with them and that's huge at the end of the day yeah like to you know be able to to say that I think is really just you know, when you were making the comment of like, not everything's going to be like balanced. Like mm-hmm. if you look at a bunch of cups of water, you know mm-hmm. I mean? One might be a little fuller than the other and stuff. Yeah. But they, but you're aware that they're all there. Yep. You know? And mm-hmm. um, I think that that's the most important part where you're like, okay, like you're aware where they are. Yeah. And one gets a little fuller than the other. So then you look at the ones that are a little too full and then you go and you begin to put a little water into yeah. the ones that are not. Mm-hmm. But you're, they're laying in front of you and you're self-aware of them. Yep. I think that that is just it's huge. number one and huge. Yeah. And I think that also in business makes you a better leader. Mm-hmm. It makes you a better peer. Mm-hmm. It makes you somebody that like people want to bounce ideas off of you. Yeah. Um, because of that kind of stuff. So I think that when you're, you're rich in life in that way, it mm-hmm. like really does... Uh, flow abundantly yeah not just for yourself but for others yeah so yeah. I think that that's like a really I love that visual thing. yeah I'm like imagining a bunch of cups in front yeah. of me now <laughs> I'm, I'm such a visual human me too you know? it's yeah. like it really I just see that it's just like having everything laid in front of you yeah and um and just seeing like okay wow this is a little too full yep. you know and what can I how much can I remove here before like yeah it's not being abandoned or right. not not taken care of right I mean it's a huge life's hard and I think it is <laughs> you know I was having a conversation with my mom the other day and she was like I'm gonna be honest with you it's life is really beautiful but the older you get it's not gonna get easier in the sense that there's more responsibility like and I don't know why when I was young I thought life would be easier as you get older <laughs> now as I get older I'm like because you could you didn't so have to ask challenges. to buy things yeah like you because mm-hmm. that's what you were excited about the yeah. that the financial independence of right. it and all the stuff but with financial independence comes stress yep <laughs> responsibility responsibility <laughs> yeah you know um but I think it's interesting with owning a business whether it's a small business if it's your own business or you know being an employee to a business mm-hmm. I think that that really is like the core of the success of it is kind of really the way you you see yourself and in, in the career that you're yeah. taking yeah and um the who you want to be mm-hmm. in your office who you want to mm. be in your salon mm-hmm. who you want to be for your clients yeah and I think that kind of owning that for yourself is really gonna allow a lot of BS to not mm-hmm. surround the business. Yeah. And I think that also just comes with trial and error. Yeah. And I think it comes with experience and failure. Yeah. Like big time. I feel like that's a good lesson. I was going to ask you, like, what's the biggest lesson you've learned in your career? And I feel like that's my, a really. <laughs> yeah. My biggest. Good advice. 
I think my biggest failure in my oh gosh what not that or like I, like lesson like either or my like biggest, the biggest lesson I think was um my my biggest lesson I mean again gosh other podcast um, <laughs> I guys let's be honest I just like detail and too much of it <laughs> I think my biggest lesson is to learn to walk away when it's time. Mm. And, um, which can be really hard. Yeah. And people. I think a lot of people do it in business mm-hmm. because they're just like, the money's good. Mm-hmm. And we don't think that God or the universe is going to provide something as great as this. Yeah. You know, and, um, I think overstaying your welcome in something can actually do more harm than good, not yep. just for yourself, but for others. Yeah. And I think that not walking away for many reasons, especially because maybe money's good or mm-hmm. it's, or like maybe your dream has changed mm-hmm. and I think that's a really hard thing to admit to yourself mm-hmm. of okay but if this isn't my dream what is everyone going to think because it was my dream or mm-hmm. what does it look yeah. like if you're like don't really have a dream to replace it or you know what I mean it's well anyway identify to it so much yeah. mm-hmm. you know like to be honest and when in this launch is like let's come back for another podcast but here I am, a hairstylist, and you know I've been lucky enough to have two really great friends, and we have this great idea, and where it's in the works mm-hmm. of you know launching a product. Stay tuned. Oh, and I'm intrigued. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, and there's this whole new like world that that will involve m- not just me, but the 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 three of us to step yeah. into. A lot of fear, right? Mm-hmm. So. Of like, God, I didn't go to marketing school. Um, no, I'm not a chemist. No, I'm not this. Yeah. That. But a lot of the the world that we've been around and the tools and the people that we've been around, we it's there for us. Right. You know? And to kind of even, I'm very close to my parents and I've always told them my ideas. And when I kind of told them I want to do this, it's like scary to tell them like, oh, yeah. Like, and I have this super like wonderful Latin mother, but she's like... <laughs> So you're not doing hair anymore? And I'm like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, doesn't have to be that black and white. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that kind of, a, you grow up, you evolve, you, there's things that interest you, like. And it's a new challenge for you. Yeah. And it's, you know, p- pushing your limits to try, challenge yourself and try something new. And it's terrifying to think to not identify yourself as this like one specific yeah. lane. Yeah. You know, but reality is I'm not just a hairstylist, mm-hmm. you know, I'm many no, other things. Totally. So kind of being able to explore that. Yeah. I think is really important. I love that. That's really good advice or well lesson that you yeah. learned. But what, so kind of wrapping up, yeah. what would you... I guess I have a couple questions. Yeah, let's, so. let's ask him. Would you ever want to start your own salon? Gosh, you know, a lot of people ask me that, and no. Okay. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, I'm so grateful for my salon owners, mm-hmm. um, and that they provide me a home. Yeah. Like bless them. I just, yeah, it's, I just don't have the interest in it. I yeah. just don't see. That was just more for my knowledge. <laughs> You're like, uh, I'm, like I'm super curious. Is um, it yeah, ever no. a passion of yours? No. Yeah. It's not. It's it it really isn't. Um, but bless those who do. Yeah. yeah. For sure. What else? And oh my gosh, what was I What would I Oh the what is like one I guess one big piece of advice for 
for anyone either a like wanting to get into your line of work mm-hmm. or really just, and you can give to if you want yeah. maybe like your line of work and also just people who are wanting to start something of their own uh-huh. or chase a dream like what yeah. is one thing you would tell your younger self My or younger someone self. else um for somebody that's starting out in the business like you know more on a just kind of like a b and c way to like get into the door I would really be clear on what you want today not yeah. like yes have your I would say what do I want in the next three years mm-hmm. and as a hairstylist like what kind of hairstylist do I want to be this industry provides so many opportunities that it's really hard to stay in one lane. Yeah. But I'm a really big believer that if you have a vision and you stay with that as a hair says, because we're, you know, we're kind of all over the place, kind of like this conversation. Um, <laughs> It'll be fun to listen back on. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I hope I made sense. Um, I really think that just having a having an end goal mm-hmm. and giving yourself the grace when it doesn't look exactly the way but don't lose sight of that yeah because I think a lot of people get discouraged in our industry look especially now that how much Instagram has changed the game oh my gosh people don't go to salons anymore yeah like uh, you know for me it was like when I started with Ken it was like people wanted to go to Ken Pay with Salon right like I know people know who 901 is there's yeah. like amazing amazing salons mm-hmm. right but now it's evolving that it's like with marketing and Instagram, people are going to the source. They're going yeah. to the stylist, the yep. one that's providing these looks. Yep. And I would really just hone in on what's going on today mm-hmm. and just kind of creating yourself as a brand. And I would just really have write down my goals and just be okay with the waves and the ups and downs, but mm-hmm. don't lose sight of it. Yeah. Because it will, you'll get there. Yeah. It just will probably look a lot different than you thought. That's so, that's so key because I think even for myself, like five years in the business, my dream looks a lot different than what it did even like last year. And I'm, you know, figuring out what is that end goal still look like or what does the journey look like? And it's different and that's okay. Yeah. But I'm learning to give myself grace on that. (laughs) You have to. really hard, you know. You really do have to. And I think it's. Sometimes we just show up. It's like, let's tell, let's be honest, guys. Today, um, I was supposed to be here at 1, <laughs> and I didn't get here till 2, you know? That's right. We blame it on Google Maps. The Google Maps, <laughs> um, my car's maps, and also um, just maps. Maps in general. All three of them. It just got me real, real twisted. Los Angeles. You know, it took me all to two other places that were not like this address, but I still got here. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. we still had a really great conversation, yeah. and realistically who knows why I was there was a reason why I was deterred and I came here but we we still got here you know and I think that there was like stress in it and oh my gosh but here we are and it's yeah and it's good this is great and it's great yeah so I think that that's just kind of life and your journey in life in Mm -hmm. business Mm -hmm. and just learn yeah and when That's you so are good. lost, I, I was like, oh, wow, like this is a part of town I've never seen before. <laughs> you discovered really, a lot. I was like, this is really pretty. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Am I moving to South Bay? <laughs> like, there we is, would love for you <laughs> to move over here. So I just think like even in those moments when you're just lost, yeah. you know, 
and you're just trying to get somewhere you still have to enjoy and and I think that's really key because in the hard days at work or you know like one thing my mom is, always says to me is sadness and happiness are really just opposite friends mm-hmm. it's the joy and the daily life mm. that is the substance you know because joy and happiness is fleeting yeah and I think that it's really when you anchor down and you just like enjoy your journey and your process because I really think actually the, the true success is in in your process not yeah. the outcome yeah you know I think is really key yeah what's mama's name I feel like she needs to be on this podcast everyone says that about my mom actually I think I um everybody literally says that to me my mom is such a wise woman like I mean again another podcast but she has just been bring her on yeah um you'll have to probably have some subtitles bless her heart because her accent is just adorable yeah um but she yeah she's really a light in my life and she's very wise very wise woman very cool yeah yeah and well thanks so much for sharing your story yeah this was so great makes sense um I'm sure it will (laughs) I feel like there are a lot of good little nuggets of wisdom in there good um I always end the show asking people since it's called the local table I always ask people what is a favorite like local spot to where you live that you love so for you, if you yeah. want, like, anywhere in L.A., whatever it yes. is. Yes. Oh, gosh. Restaurant, coffee, place you like to visit. Oh, yes. My favorite restaurant, and it's not even being biased, is Scopa. Oh, yeah. Scopa Italian Roots. A it's good, like, it's Venice, right? Yeah, in it's Venice. Venice. Yeah. It's, it's, like, borderline Venice, I think, like, Marina, Marina Del Rey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, It's off of, like, Washington. Yeah. A good friend so of mine uh, owns it, and I really love it. And I love yeah. it because... Uh, the owners are really involved. Yeah. And um, it's just, even though it's like the food's, it's, it's just awesome. It's an awesome space. Yeah. So yeah, I would say Very local cool. table. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lo, yeah. for coming in. I just really adore you and you've just been such like a really cool friendship to have Uh and I look forward to someday getting those long extensions (laughs) because that's a dream of mine (laughs) um you know uh feeling is mutual and and that's another thing too that I'm I'm going to say yeah is someone doesn't need to be in your everyday life and that expectation of somebody just like every day for like someone to like mean something or represent something in life so yeah, and that's oh, how I feel about Carrie. So. Thanks. Yeah. You're the sweetest. Yeah, of course. Well, thanks for coming over yeah. here. And yeah, this was so great. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And that's today's episode of The Local Table. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm truly grateful that you're tuning in. About a year ago, this was just a dream of mine. And now it's so exciting to be here interviewing other people, sharing their stories, and just delivering really great content. I hope you walk away feeling inspired or maybe you gained a new perspective or you learned a thing or two. It would honestly mean the world to me if you would be so kind and leave us a positive review if you enjoyed today's show. Again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, and we'll see you next time on The Local Table.